Holy is the Lamb, the precious Lamb of God. Yeah, that's all I know. Oh. I don't even know that song, bro. They, you, you, he's Puerto Rican. Forgive uh, him. No. <laughs> I don't even know that song, it's son. Let's hit it with an open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Mm. He always got a deep voice. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. I felt the grill. All of y'all too loud. Everybody of your glory. Gotta keep going, baby. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Yo, we got more. That's how you know the world's coming to it. Oh, yeah. When my it's man starts to work, yeah, the world. I'm, re- I'm ready for Jesus, though. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm ready. Yo, wrap it up. Wrap it nah, up. That's because. That's, that's uh, yeah, pack let's up. Go. Let's just wait for Jesus, though, because mm. he's coming. What? That's because uh, <laughs> this is the No Part Podcast. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Um, a little, little worship. That's it. Open up in a little worship. Mm. I'm shocked. Um, but yeah. You shocked, right? I'm still shocked. It's gonna, it's now you know what that's that's one of my one of my faves. Oh, it's gonna be a good day today. That's it. You get one. You get one for the season. <laughs> Yo, one for the whole year, hear, right? I can't hear my voice no more, man. What are you doing? It's because you be yelling, man. Oh. Now the worship is over, but you could put it back to no. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. My voice gotta be louder than everybody else. <laughs> you know I'm the loud one. Nah, Marcus makes sure that he he brings my voice down when everybody starts singing because my voice is the worst. Yeah, yeah, I sound wrong. like a wet cat getting run over by a truck. Oh, I'm like, yeah. why why the cat gotta get run over though, bro? Yeah, why he yeah, just yeah. couldn't be wet? <laughs> they hate water. <laughs> but um, listen, man, uh, you know, New Year's coming in in a few days. Mm. Uh, twenty one. Bye bye. Yeah, mm. it's been a good year. Been good. Yeah, man. I mean, we made it. <laughs> yeah, yo, bro, it ain't about the world, dog. The world is passing away, as the scripture says. Mm. We already know where the world, what's gonna happen to the world, but yo, to still be here, mm-hmm. still be breathing, you know, being you got provision, you got health, and you know, you still got your your wits about you. You ain't lose your wits because a lot mm. of people going crazy out here. Oh yeah, yeah what's yeah. going on? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah, and the Lord is keeping. Each and every one of us, mm. our families, bro. Mm. Yo, it's it's really Yo, man. and I was thinking about it the other day. You know, you know, work and everything is just so fluid. Every week is something new. Mm. And if you don't have a strong foundation, like if you're not standing on solid ground, mm-hmm. you're gonna be tossed to and fro. Right? Or you gotta feel like you're in quicksand or you getting hit with waves back and forth because at, it, it gets to you after a while, like subconsciously, because you're just mm. getting bombarded every single day with these different things. And although, you know, we just get up and do what we have to do, we're getting attacked and slammed. And sometimes, you know, people get to the point, a breaking point where they just break. And we see it, happen, we see it happening all the time. Mm. But when, once your foundation is Jesus Christ and you, you know that the ground that you're standing on is firm and strong, and then you have that hope and you have that future. It's it's um it's easier. 
you're able to deal with it, right? Because just like you said, you know what I'm saying? Like this world is passing away and we see that, right? Life, how it was three years ago is gone. And I think that's something everybody has to get used to mm. and adjust to. But, you know, God's promises and, and his His hope, that never changes. That didn't change. You know what I'm saying? If that, and if that's your anchor, I, you know, like I was thinking about the other day where I was just tired, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been, work has been crazy hectic and just everything left and right. And I was like, man, imagine if this was it. <laughs> imagine if this was it. That's it. All right. After that, all right, you're done. <clears throat> It's crazy, you know, but good thing we have, like, we have a future, we have a hope. But, yeah, man, yeah, man you know, this year was kind of, everything's going by so quick. Like, this year oh, went man. by quick. Crazy yeah. quick. We in 22. We about to hit 22. Mm. Two and crazy, twos. And the crazy thing about it is, you know, you don't want to sound gloom and doom, but it's going to get worse, guys. It's going to mm. get worse in this it world, is. bro. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And this is why we go through the word of God. You know, we go through the word of God for us and for anybody listening, because you need hope. You know, you need hope outside of this world, B. And we think that, we thank God that, you know, he's sovereign. He's always in control, because like you mm -hmm. said, if this was it, and as we, every year, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Bro, if you don't have faith in Jesus Christ, if you don't have faith in God, bro, you're not going to make it. You're either... Yeah. It's going to take toll on you mentally. It's going to take toll on you spiritually and eventually physically. Mm -hmm. You're going to pass away with the world. And this is why we put our faith in Jesus Christ because there's another world coming, bro. Yeah. You so know? let's get let's so get one. No, that's a great point that you're, you're saying. I'm just looking at just from the medical field itself. I've seen so many changes um, like constantly every single, every few months or every year. There's a new you know, parameters, new uh, things that you got to follow, new um, criterias for like, okay, this is how we used to diagnose this disease. And now they just added uh, 10 more additions to classify this one disease. You know, it's not just one, two. Now it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And now one, two, three, four, five, six, it has subcategories A, B, C, D. So it's like, yo, it's like every year. And then they're like, oh, I think we're treating it wrong. I think now we got to start, uh, we can't treat three millimeters. We got to treat six millimeter disease. Oh no, we can't treat six millimeter disease. Now we got to treat 10. It's like mm. constantly changes, constantly in flux, just in the medical field. And I see all the doctors I'm working with and the nurses, everybody's like frustrated because all day you're looking at charts with nothing but criteria and categories that change almost every two to three months. Yeah. It's a moving target. Right. You know, and then with all this that's going on, it's like, okay, how do we treat it now? So you're just seeing that everybody, everything is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And and it you know, it stresses me out. Like, okay, I can't classify this disease anymore this way. I have to use a new classification system. And the only mm. rest I get is when I come to the word. Yeah. And I come to Jesus. Amen. I'm yeah. like, he doesn't change. He's Amen. the same yesterday, today, and forever. I, I don't need to classify him in any other way. Word. But the right. way he revealed himself to me. Amen. And that's yeah. it. That's dope. What you got? What you got? And what's what's one good thing from twenty one that you want to give thanks to God about? Mm. That you could think of. I know I put you in the spot, but I mean, there, there's just a bunch you, of you things like, like the, you like the spot. Just, nah. <laughs> there's a bunch of things just with with family and um, yeah. with we all had COVID. You know what I mean? We 
you know, some of some of my family members, including myself, were really, really sick. My pastor was on, the, you know, his deathbed pretty much. Mm-hmm. And and the Lord brought us all through. Amen. You know, I don't I don't have a family member. I don't have a friend who died of it. Um, and then just um, seeing what he did, uh, I gave a testimony about a new job recently. Uh, how the Lord just answered prayer, mm-hmm. and you know, the other day I just I just got a double confirmation about how it was God because my current job I just found out the one that I'm leaving is now mandating the vaccine Mm. and I didn't know that before I was leaving and now the new place is not mandating it Mm. and so the Lord knew already that um that he wanted me to move because of that situation that I had no idea was already working behind the scenes so it's just you know God, God is good you know and trust him and and all that you do, I've just seen so many different ways of the Lord. When you trust Him, like my my family, He's blessed them um, with with holding your convictions that He puts in your heart. So, so for the next year, I hope to to go into it, you know, just even stronger, you know, holding the convictions that God puts in our hearts. Yeah, I say, Christians, yeah. hold the line. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Hold it firm. That's the that's the that's the uh, revelation for 2022. Dog. Hold the mm-hmm. line. Hold the line. Yep. Yo, be courageous, man. Hold the line. Be word up. Step up. Like you said, if you're convicted, be have faith in the Lord. Mm. Trust me. Hey, man. If if you get you know tired and you want to escape, there's always the meta. <laughs> meta. I was in the meta for a week, and I didn't want to leave the meta. No wonder you wasn't answering those <laughs> yeah. text messages. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I in the this, meta. First I think this guy be living in the meta. You'll be the yo, meta is you'll be the meta. Yo. I right, man, y'all keep playing around with the meta. Yo, yo, yo you got to chill. They're they gonna come, later, they, later, they later. come after. Off, us. off the camera, off the camera. <laughs> no, I'm pro meta, baby. <laughs> yo, meta yo, you married with kids in the meta? That's where the shorties nah, is at. Nah, there's no shorties in the meta yet. They got Christian shorties in the meta. I might have to go to the meta. Yo, man, we'll talk about the meta off camera. Alright man, so uh, we in a chapter 45 of Genesis um, We left off with uh, Judah Judah interceding for Benjamin, right? That that speech uh, am, I, am I correct? That speech he gave to his pops? Um, no nah, he no. Tes- the, the testing of his brothers with the, from, um, no, no, from, yeah, This yeah. is where he, he, he The leadership quality came out Where right, he, he, he was like to Joseph, yeah. He was talking he was to Joseph like, Let me stay instead of him Yeah, that's Because his dad yeah, was going to yeah, pass yeah. away If he didn't mm-hmm. see his brother with come the back The whole thing with the money right. The whole money situation yeah, That's what they at So yeah We are with the cup um, So we saw Joseph orchestrating This, this uh, situation To see if his brother changed Right, so he put him in a situation where, you know, your brother that is loved by their father, right, that is favored, the son of Rachel, the second son of Rachel, I'm going to put his life in your hands and let me see what you're going to do. Because the first time you chose death, mm-hmm. all right, with, with him, with Joseph. Now you see Joseph orchestrating this situation to see what your decision would be if you had your brother's life in your hand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we read Joseph's, Joseph's uh, interceding for his brother and, and willing to sacrifice. So, I mean, not Joseph, Judah. So now Joseph is seeing, you know, these guys change, right? 
these guys are different these guys are um repented of what they did before they're different mm-hmm. right so that's that's where we you know left off last time so actually they you know they they came back with Benjamin their younger brother am i am i right i feel like i'm off with the no, story no. No, what do you mean? Not the whole squad came back. Cause, yeah, because they yeah. went back to Canaan, <clears throat> and then you know the argument was like, "Yo, we can't go back unless we bring Benjamin with us." Right. So now they're back, and yeah, they got all the brothers. Everybody's over there. They yeah, all they, bowing down before Joseph. Bow down before yeah, Joseph. Like, dog, I can't go back. He's like, I can't go back. You know, because of what happened to Joseph. He's like, mm-hmm. I can't go back to my father. He's gonna die if I if I don't go back. Without without Benjamin, yeah, and that's why he's and you know he he ends off. He says, "For how can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? Mm-hmm. I fear to see the evil that would find my father." So that's how we, you know, he's like, "Put me instead, take me instead," because if Benjamin don't go back, my father's gonna be practically dead. Right. So that's how it really ends. And also, this is the, um, the portion of the story where actually Joseph finds out what happened because thinking about the moment, like, "Yo, did these guys ever look for me? Did they? Did my father?" think of me mm-hmm. and now he learned how how he was been mourning for him and how benjamin kind of like replaced his his position uh, as the favorite son right so now um so joseph was able to get all his questions answered on you know how he lied to them about the the beast killing him mm-hmm. and now you know all these things that transpired and that you know father thought he was dead so now not only they repented but now joseph also got the full picture right. of what happened okay all right, so let's go from one to eight. Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land. And there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler of and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Mm. So so we see. um as we see the brothers shift from, you know, hate and and selfishness over to, you know, like this, them being motivated by love and more motivated by sacrifice, that Joseph realizing that that moves him to, you know, this overwhelming emotion, mm-hmm. right? And this is the third time actually, you know, he we 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 read that he he wept. Mm-hmm. And each time it kind of gets stronger, right? To till this point where now he couldn't even control the emotions anymore, right? So so you know it says he couldn't restrain himself, so he he got um, everybody to clear out. 
outside with the brothers, you know, the Egyptians, the Serbs. All right, everybody get out the room because now we're about to see this intimate moment between Joseph and his brothers. Whereas before it was, he was speaking to them through an interpreter, right. right? Trying to, obviously he was still trying to hide who he, was. Who he really was yeah. as, he, as he went through this, you know, this testing. Yeah. And you can see the amazing emotion, like it's totally understandable um, because the entire time he did not know what was going on. He did not know why his father never came back from him or looked for him. He didn't know why any of the younger brothers didn't look for him. And finally, now that he has the answers, that his father thought he was dead, and then the, that the brothers carried this guilt for so long mm -hmm. to the point where Judah is saying, yo, listen, take my life in place of Benjamin's life. So he's seeing this great transformation. He's seeing this great guilt. He's seeing this great repentance. And the only way you can respond is through this deep emotion where, to the point where he cried out before where he said, you know, he just went to the back and he just cried and no one knew he was crying. And he was just, it was just internal, like you said, but this was a, you know, uh, over the top, um, real deep emotional thing from him finally getting the answers that he's been looking for. Right. And, and we, we're seeing this here, you know, this tremendous repentance and this tremendous love that he has for his brothers mm -hmm. is finally being revealed the same way how Jesus weeps over us. And what's also dope too is that throughout this whole testing, you can tell now he was he wasn't doing it out of spite. He wasn't doing it because he was angry. You know, he was doing it because the Lord was leading him to test to show, you know, where the hearts of the brothers were. Mm. And as you look at it with Jesus, these trials, these tribulations that we go through here on earth, he's not doing it out of spite. He's not doing it because we, we, we sin and, and he's angry at us. He's doing it to get us to a place of sanctification, mm. you know, so that we can be ready to meet him, you know, when he reveals himself, you know. So yeah. I just think that that's just super dope here. Yeah. No, one of the things I was going to also say is that when him sending, sending everybody out, like you mentioned, and him being alone and having this intimate moment, mm -hmm. like it also kind of stood out to me where it's like we must all stand before the Lord alone. Like, there's that point when a person gets saved, it's always you and Jesus. You know, everybody has to have that one personal intimacy, intimate re um, interaction with Jesus. You never come with a friend, a brother, a sister, mother, father, a pastor, no one. You must stand alone and you got to face Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's either you're going to face him as judge or you're going to face him as savior. So, you know, it's like everybody must stand alone. And face him and deal with him because everybody goes to bed at night and you have to deal with your personal sins, personal conviction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he weighs on your heart. What are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with Jesus? You know, you must stand before him alone. Amen. So so his emotion was um, right. It says all of Pharaoh's house heard it. Right. So he he it, it was real. It was genuine. How did his brothers, you know, what did he tell to his brothers and how did they react? Speechless. Yeah, so they were dismayed just his presence. They couldn't believe that he was still alive. Mm -hmm. And I just like the way he replied. You know, he was like, "Listen, man, you didn't bring me here. The Lord brought me here." You know, he understood the big picture, and I feel like that. That's how, it's so important for us to see the big picture that God is sovereign and God is in control, and he fully understood that. And I think when you're able to see the big picture, you're able to have grace and mercy on somebody else 
you know, because these are his brothers that sold him into slavery. But because he saw the bigger picture that God sent me here to honestly preserve you guys and to preserve the known world, he was like, this thing is way bigger than you guys. You know, I could sit here and bicker all day about how you guys sold me into slavery, how y'all was bad mm -hmm. brothers. But he was like, this picture that the Lord showed me that I'm part of is way bigger than you guys. And I'm and it gave him the strength to give them the grace and the mercy. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got to look at our lives. Like, you know, everything with me, I'm always looking at your Lord. What is the bigger picture? So now when small things like small trials and tribulations come into your life, you know, like just say on a lower scale or even on a larger scale. You're able to deal with it because you like, Lord, there's a bigger picture here and you've revealed it to me. And now you're able to move through whatever you go through. Mm -hmm. So now imagine this, right? These, these these men are standing in front of the leader, right? And then they're, they're seeing him get getting emotional. They, they don't know what's going on, right? They have no clue. And then this guy just comes out and says, "You, I'm Joseph. So now, I obviously, them hearing about Joseph, they, they know what they did to Joseph. Mm -hmm. So he has all the makeup. He'd probably be like, nah, it's it's me. And then he said something that only they would know, right? Because now they've been holding the secret for all this time. So he says, I'm the one that you sold into slavery. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Nobody else knows that except us. Right. So now he just showed them it's really me. So now they're filled with fear. So they could be like, yo, we're dead <laughs> we're caught it caught up to us and we and we got pictures of that before when they were like oh man has our sin caught up to us is the lord going to deal with us so now imagine now where the leader most you know second in command of the known world powerful guy and he was like yo this is joseph but like you were saying you know he he had to shift he had to shift their he had to shift them from looking at their sin to looking at God's grace. Right. Because that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. Right. And like you said, we, you know, we spoke about it before. Like Joseph had every reason to be cynical, every reason to be bitter, hateful, angry. But from just from the beginning, his perspective was always heavenly. Right. Even when he was in jail, even when he was in part of his house, all the situations that he went through he had to maintain that heavenly perspective so that those negative um, feelings and emotions and characteristics wouldn't, you know, um, wouldn't grow, you know, wouldn't be a seed to grow for him to become this, this, you know, angry, bitter, broken person. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I, that I think is pretty dope here that you see, um, and I was reading a little bit of Spurgeon, uh, but it shows how, God uses the free will of man and predestination. You know, he used the free will of the brothers knowing, you know, through his foreknowledge what they would do to sell him into slavery in order to get to Joseph to the place where God need, wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. So it's just a beautiful picture of just like Mike said, God's sovereignty, but using free will and predestination together. Um, you know, I just thought that that was awesome here. And then the other question I have for you is I heard um, from one preacher who who said that in order for him joseph to prove that he was his brother when he says you know draw near to me because they were so scared they 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 you know they fell fell back a little bit he said come near to me that he showed them that he was circumcised because he obviously looked like an egyptian 
You I know, don't, I don't know. And it could be that that's, you know they didn't believe. I don't know. You know, so I'm just saying, putting it out there. That was something that I heard. Yeah, I mean, that's a freestyle. That's a, yeah, that's a that's, freestyle. That's, that's, <laughs> it's a freestyle. That's a that's a back. That's a dome. That's a back I mean, spin. It, it was my boy Tony Evans, so he he's he's legit. Hey, but man. but I mean, I mean, the fact that he knew what they did. I think it's evidence think, enough yeah, yeah, that to was be like enough because nobody else knew. nobody I mean, else knew that it was a secret. That sold him, he sold them to. Yeah, you but know, like they not people knew they, that they weren't there though. They weren't yeah. there. I mean, but how do you know that? Well, I mean, he kicked everybody out of the room. Yeah, everybody, it was just it was him just, and his brothers. Him and no, brothers. no, I get that, I get that. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm just saying is, there were people who they sold him to that brought him there. So, but I, it wasn't I mean, like it was he was the only person in the world that knew that. But no, what, but the things that the Egyptians would not know that it was the brothers that sold it. Right. All they knew is that these Ishmaelites came and came sold and sold them. Yeah. Right. Because it was because they sold them to Ishmaelites, and then um, and then the Ishmaelites came in and sold them to the Egyptians. Right. And this is what yeah. twenty years past, seventeen years past. No, I agree that it, it, when he said he, he, sold me he into said slavery, right, they were yeah. like, yeah, that was clear. Yeah, they was like, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, but um, not definitely. So, so they were emotions going on. They were scared, right? They couldn't say anything. Um, and he says, like, come near, right? And and he he reveals that secret that only only we know the secret right now. And you know, shifting. I listen. He he had to show them. Listen, you guys, I forgive you guys, right? Because it's like you said, it's bigger. Is bigger than us. It's bigger than the sin, right? God's right. grace, in light of God's grace, now understanding in, in God's, you know, eternal counsel and his foreknowledge, Joseph understood that. So that made him, equipped him so that he could forgive his brothers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's hard if you're not in the presence of God. It's hard if you're not thinking from a heavenly perspective. To forgive somebody that hurt you, yeah. like you need that in order to move on. So we seeing that um, Joseph moved on, mm. and his brothers had to accept that, like right here, before they could. They had to embrace that grace in order for them to let go of this thing that they were holding on that was, mm. you know, weighing down on them for all these years. Yeah. Like you have to embrace the grace of God. To know that you're forgiven in order for you to get into that intimacy. Because that's what Joseph was, he was was initiating this intimacy. Like, you guys, come, let's talk. Mm -hmm. Everybody's out the room. It's just us. Mm -hmm. So now once they embrace that, that's when. mm -hmm. That's a a great point that you're making because it is extremely hard to forgive anyone, to forgive of any um, violation that was done to you unless you really understand the cross. Yep. Right? Like if a person, you know, we've talked about rape before, how terrible it is, or we've talked about, you know, the R some, word, say the R word, you know, murder, terrible. You're saying all yeah, these the, things. I'm, the yeah, I'm you know, sorry. These things are <laughs> are terrible. And could you imagine you telling someone, oh, you have to forgive them? That's something That's, that they yeah. cannot do. That because the way they're looking at it, they're looking at, oh, you just want me to sweep it on the rug. That person broke into my house. He robbed me, or he slapped me, or he yeah. killed me, or whatever. Um, and I saw that. I don't know if you guys saw that movie, Sabina, uh, were part of the Voice of the Martyrs. How, how she was of a Jewish family, and then um, the the German Germans came in and like murdered the entire family. This dude, and then like, and the husband actually met the guy that murdered her family and invited him to the house, and 
and and he, and he said, "Listen, I know what you did. You killed my wife's family." And the dude, you know, got mad pet and was going crazy. And he's like, "But I know what my wife is going to do because she knows God. She mm-hmm. knows Jesus." Mm-hmm. And this dude was afraid, and he went and woke his wife up because she was sleeping, and she came out, and yo, and she saw him. And in the commentary, she was like, and yo, she hugged him and kissed him and made him a wonderful dinner. And she said, that's the second man that she ever kissed, you know, kissed him on the cheek or whatever, and said, I love you and I forgive you. And he could not understand it. And he came to put his faith in Jesus. And the whole, all to say that there is no way that you could forgive anyone unless you understand the cross. Because every sin has been paid for at the cross. So no matter, be, you, be, although the Nazi Germans killed her family, mm-hmm. but Jesus paid for it. Mm-hmm. That judgment was already taken care of at the cross. So there's the only way you could ever forgive anyone, forgive what your parents have done to you, or forgive what a husband or a wife or a brother or sibling, is to understand that their sin that they committed has been judged at the cross. Jesus was, not only was he victimizer, he was also the victim. So all of it happened there. So now you could say, that sin, I forgive you. Because Jesus paid for it. That's the only way forgiveness to come through. Amen. This guy was like, oh, I don't got nothing. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you saw got, me watching. now watch. I got to hose them off over here. Yo, <laughs> you saw me watching yeah, them, yeah. right? I was, I, was about, my... I was about to be like, yo, get me some water. Let me hose this. I don't got nothing. Yo, I don't yeah. got nothing. One, one, one thing that this I also see here, too, that I was reading was that this is like a, sort of a preview or prophecy when Jesus comes back and the Jews see him for the first time. It says in Zechariah... Um, 1210 and I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication then they will look on me whom they pierced yes they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for his firstborn and this being that Joseph is that typology of Christ you see when the Jew when the Israelite nation that um, see Jesus when he comes back this is exactly how they're gonna react they're going to step back with that fear like we that's the dude we killed you know but then jesus is just going to come back and like he says fill him with grace that's just it's, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. picture of of who jesus is and that love that he has for his people man amen so rob yeah. to jump on that point understanding the cross and also i guess that would include understanding that forgiveness right that's right obviously if you're forgiven if you understand that you were a sinner that you were dead and you understand what Jesus did in order for your sins to be forgiven, then it's easier for you to fig- yeah. forgive somebody else. Because yeah. who are you, right? I receive forgiveness. So who am I to say, oh, this person wronged me and I can't forgive them, yeah. right? So that that's part of understanding yes. the cross. But that's a great point. Um, so them, them uh, coming near, right? Um, shifting their eyes from, you know, their their sin, their sins and the things that they've done, shifting your eyes to 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 God, and the thing things that He's doing, right? And that's that grace that allowed them to come closer to um, Joseph, and then allowed them to, like, they haven't said anything yet. He he revealed himself. They yeah. they still like stuck, right? Petrified almost. Like the word the word is is like they were filled with terror to the point where they couldn't say or do anything they were stuck and joseph is like nah it's me and then he goes on to explain to them he says um god did this right Mm. 
What do you guys think about that? Do we read that? Yeah. Except for God sent me before you to preserve, preserve life. For these three years. And, I think and it says, and God sent me before you. So, no, no. In verse 8, it says, so now it was not you who sent me here, but God. What do you what do you guys think about that? I mean, that's what I was talking about before, just with the the God using the free will, the choices that that we make, mm-hmm. in order to fulfill His His purpose. You know, mm-hmm. like overall, God allowed it to happen. You know, because He wanted Him there to save the eventual you know lineage where Jesus would come out of. Right. So I do think that at the end of the day, yes, God was the one who made it happen. But he allowed or used the the choices of of men. Yeah, it's like it's like if a dude, you know, um, let's say a man who's innocent, get convicted, get sent to prison. People lied on him. He could blame the judge. He could blame the lawyer. You know, he could blame the people, the witnesses who lied on him. And then he gets to jail. You know, he's saved. Starts a ministry. The way he's going to see it is like, you guys ain't sent me here. Mm. You know, I was sent here for a reason. And it's right. like what I said before. We have, when we see the bigger picture, it, it allows us to have grace and mercy on exactly what Andrew was saying. People who f- use their free will to try to do evil to us, mm. you know? So now, but when we get inside, you know, and we're, we're being used by God somewhere, it's like, nah, you didn't send me to, you send me to jail. This was a bigger picture. God sent me here mm-hmm. to preach the gospel and save these prisoners. You know, so mm-hmm. Joseph understood that. Joseph was like, my whole time in Egypt, this was all God. You know, God sent me here to do a work. And mm-hmm. it was like, yo, you didn't say, you guys didn't do this. It was it was God's sovereignty. He allowed it. They were able to see the big picture. And when you're able to see the big picture, bro, trust me, you'll have more grace, more mercy, and more love. And you're seeing that in Joseph. I, I see Joseph saying that for them right to comfort and encourage them so he's kind of lifting it up from them because no y'all did this Mm -hmm. it was y'all sinful acts your hateful your selfishness you guys did this you guys are responsible but we saw that they repented right imagine if they didn't repent then they would they would have gotten judged for what they did Mm -hmm. right so reading it to me joseph is kind of like yo let me lift this weight that you have on you Right, this weight of sin, of condemnation, of guilt, and I'm shifting it to something else. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm not taking it as like, yo, you guys are, you know, innocent, absolved, and you guys didn't do nothing. Like, no, you guys definitely are guilty. That's why you had to repent, and that's why Joseph had, you know, we we saw Joseph. He he had the foresight to kind of do this test. Obviously, I, I I believe you know the spirit led him to to come you know the type of dude that he is to see that yo you guys repented you guys changed right but him saying that is just that that forgiveness and that yo let me let me encourage you let me lift you up right by shifting this weight that's been on you for years right but it's it's very complex like that's one thing man's so, man's um free will and God's sovereignty, how that works, that's beyond my comprehension, right? But um, the fact that they repented and that they're forgiven, you don't have to carry this no more. And I think that's why Joseph kind of said it that way. No, definitely. Like, nah, it's not you. No, yeah, no, but it is you. Yeah, because they were scared. You, you they was, were, you was scared. responsible for what happened. No, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So, um, well, we finished that. Nine. Right? 
9 to 15. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near to me, you and your children, your children's children, your flocks and your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there are still five years of famine. And behold, your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my mouth that speaks to you. What did you say? Fifteen. Fifteen. So you shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that you have seen, and you shall hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Benjamin's finding out for the first time, too. Yeah. Right? yeah. What happened to his brother? He's like, so he's probably looking at his brothers like, what? I knew y'all was shit, <laughs> man. I, 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 yo, you, Ruben, you, yeah. you, especially you. That's why I would have flipped. You know, you, know, you know, the funny thing when you guys say that, that's why I think in the part when you when you were saying how I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt, but now do not therefore be grieved or angry. The angry part. I think that's Benjamin's probably realizing. Oh, these yeah. smokes. What? These shysters be. <laughs> so now nah, they probably started fighting amongst each other. Nah. <laughs> you know? There's a part when you keep reading, you'll see that too. But you, you, you hit it on the nail, B. There was, there was like, you know what I'm saying? Probably with Benjamin. Like you uh, said, probably with Benjamin. Something riled up. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's crazy mm -hmm. that you even mentioned it. So, um... God. Why he, he kissed Benjamin? He don't kiss nobody else. No, nah, he did kiss everybody else. Why oh, he kissed everybody else? Yeah. Where, where you see that? But in he verse 15, oh. it said he wept and kissed them all. First, so, it was Benjamin. Okay. Listen, man. The impossible God made possible. In verse 9, he says, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Don't imagine how they're processing this information. These guys were shepherds from Canaan that sold their brother. And now their brother is Lord of Egypt. And he's talking like, listen, I'm talking to you guys face to face. I'm talking, now I'm speaking the language. I don't need an interpreter. I'm showing you I know how to speak the language. Mm -hmm. I am who I say that I am. And here's Benjamin. He's, he's a good witness because he's Pop's favorite. Mm -hmm. when you go, so he's telling them, Yo, go back, get Pop's five years left of this famine. You guys got to come over here, mm -hmm. right? He spoke about, Ange mentioned it, where he understood that this whole thing, God was able to use it not only to save people, but also to save this family. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing the universal grace of God, and we're seeing, you know, God's plan, him, you know, the plan that he has is going to come to pass. Because he said for two years, yeah, I think we read it. I forgot where. Um, but he made a distinction between the two. So now the plan is for you guys to come up here. You guys got to come over here. This thing is, is, it's not done. Two years pass. It's going to get worse. You got five more years. Um, and this is a supernatural deliverance because in seven, it says, and God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance mm -hmm. like when you really go into that great deliverance it's like a supernatural deliverance almost like how 
Noah was saved right. you, during that time. So this was supernatural. Yeah. So that's why before, when I was talking about this, was it something from the enemy? You know what I'm saying? I still bounce, like the whole famine with oh, people dying. Oh, okay. Was it was it something from the dark side that was, I mean, and I then think, God had to come? I think I, Joseph seen that. Like you said, it was a heavenly perspective. Mm. I think things were, I think that level was revealed to him. Like this is so. So I bounce back whether than you. God caused it, right? yeah, I think or if it's the enemy, and obviously God is allowing it. No, God is coming in, and He's. You know, I'm gonna thwart your plans. Okay. All right. I, I mean, thought, I, I bounce back and forth. It's not yeah. clear. Yeah, that's. It's hard to say. To be able. To I thought that it specifically says that God will cause the. Pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says that. Yeah. So then, what? What you? But mean then it says the it says there's great deliverance, but. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just I, I bounce back and forth. When it when it comes to stuff like that, B is um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it, difficult because it, there's there's places throughout the scriptures where it's like, you know, mm. it'll say God did this, and then when you're looking at it, you're like, but this is evil, you know. Mm. But again, it's I, it always goes back to the sovereignty of God. I mean, He did it, but it also says that He allowed it so that He could preserve life. Yeah. You know, so God's main intention was not to. For people to starve to death because right. he sent him specifically there with that plan. Wait, I thought God of the Old Testament was angry. I know, right? You seen <laughs> you seen exactly. God's grace over here. That yo, I've been right? seeing that in everything we do, bro. Is God's right. grace and His love? So, all right, so here, this is my question: Was this famine, let's say, fallen world, something natural, right? Maybe just fallen world stuff. And then God obviously intervened. Was it the enemy causing something to happen for a great famine? And then God intervened? Or was it God was like, all right, I know exactly what I need to do. And he set it up. I don't know. But I'll go, I mean, the, I'll go with the first two. It could be the first, either natural or yeah, the enemy. Nah. Like, I, I go with the first two. Like you I have disagree. a. You have an enemy. You got to understand the point is to wipe out this seed. Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. always the narrative of the Bible. It's to wipe out this seed. Jesus, they don't want Jesus Christ to come through. So I believe he's part of it. And I believe understanding it's a fallen world, nature. Again, this is something, like I said, when I when I always read this, God is above it all. He sees it all. Right. He understands how everything moves. Right. And he allows things. He uses things. It's... Mm -hmm. it's that's, that's I mean, if, weird, if you, you know go mean? back to 41, chapter 41, verse 25, when he's interpreting the dreams to Pharaoh, it says, then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams, wait, uh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Mm -hmm. So I don't see how this is yeah. nature. I don't see how it's the enemy. This is God causing this and God's giving them a heads up to save but life. He's what, not what? doing it. And not giving them a way out. He's but telling these people. What he's about to do, is it the great deliverance? No, no. What he's about to do is the the dream that he gave was not a dream of deliverance. The dream he gave to him was a dream of the uh, of, of the famine. So this this is specifically talking to, the, to Pharaoh about the famine and what's going to happen. The great deliverance is what's going to happen later on, which obviously we read. But God did that. Yeah, I'm kind of. So now my question that. is why? <laughs> For the great deliverance. It was obvious. Why? Because if he didn't do this, 
I already, then, I already gave you guys the answer, but you guys what? still want to go ahead. Go ahead. What? <laughs> keep, keep, keep going. No, no to I mean, to me, it could it could be both. Uh, listen, like I said, but I just want to hear what you was doing. No, I, I I do agree with Angie that it was God that that caused it, and the specific reason was what we spoke to about before, because the things that they were being swallowed up in the land of Canaan mm-hmm. by all the Canaanites that was corrupting them, and we saw that was why um, that parenthetical chapter with Judah and Tamar. I think God was showing us what is happening when they keep marrying the Canaanites and they look like these guys were not quitting, you know, in terms of setting themselves apart from the Canaanites. Mm-hmm. So it's like in order to preserve them to not be swallowed up by the Canaanites, I got to get them to move to Egypt. And if you think about it, like, is he gonna just, are they just going to get up and go to Egypt? I'm going to make it happen. And this is how I'm going to make it happen. Okay. So that's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how. 100% what I think. It, you know, I think, I think, I think, I think it's all right. I think it, it all can be right. Yeah, okay. that's why. Because there's so, you know, it's, it's obviously it's more complex. complex than we're reading it. Right. So all those reasons are true, and God is able to orchestrate mm. um, all of that. That's that's light work to him. That's why I'm like, you know because so many times it's attributed, yeah. and it's not. Like, yeah. again, we're reading it because we're just reading it for face value, but mm-hmm. when it comes to God's sovereignty, bro. Yeah, like we're not gonna fully understand till yeah. we get up there, bro. And I and I do agree. You know, the one point I do agree with them is that in terms of like, you remember with Ahab, that was a tough one. When he said, uh, when the the spirit came and said, "I'm gonna go," and God said, "Hi, how you plan on doing?" He says, "I'm gonna be a lying spirit right. to all the false prophets." And God said, "Go ahead and you will succeed." Mm-hmm. So that was a strange one, right? In Kings, when he sent that lying spirit, and Ahab, yeah. Ahab believed the false prophets, and he ended up dying in the, you know, in the battle. So we, yeah. when we get to heaven, we'll fully understand that. <laughs> so we see, we see the intimacies achieved, right? In verse uh, fourteen, with the weeping and kissing, and now they're talking, right? Now that fellowship is is been established. Mm. Um, so now let's read from sixteen to. 24. Yeah, that's good. Now the report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brothers have come. So it pleased Pharaoh and his servants well. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, do this. Load your animals and depart. Go to the land of Canaan. Bring your father and your households and come to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you will eat the fat of the land. Now you are commanded, do this. Take carts out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and your wives. Bring your father and come and do not be concerned about your your goods for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. Then the sons of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them carts according to the command of Pharaoh. And he gave them provisions for the journey. He gave to all of them, to each man changes of garments but to benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of garments and he sent to his father these things 10 donkeys loaded with the good things of egypt and 10 female donkeys loaded with grain bread and food for his father for the journey so he sent his brothers away and they departed and he said to them see that you do not become troubled along the way see he says, do not quarrel on the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially yeah. they was going back with a lot of stuff, man. He's like, I know how y'all dirt dogs be. I know how y'all get. And we fighting over the stuff, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. These are the same dudes. They- well, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what. 
what you think it meant. Joseph was, I think he was talking to them with this sense of urgency. Like, you guys got to hurry up. You got to go get my pops and you got to come back. And we see that Pharaoh was on board, right? We see Pharaoh's hospitality. We see Pharaoh honoring Joseph, right? When Joseph cried, it says, oh, Pharaoh. So Pharaoh probably got wind of what was going on. And then, oh, these are your brothers. And we see him just opening up like, yo, tell them to come through. Send all of this. Yo, they got to get the best of the land. Whether Joseph told Pharaoh or Pharaoh, because Joseph was talking to them in his own language. Nobody understood. So however that happens, but they were both on the same page. And the page is like, yo, this famine is bad. We're good over here. Your family's good with us. We'll give them the best of the land that Pharaoh is just honoring. But I see Joseph like, listen, don't don't waste time on the journey because it was a long journey. Right. And even last time with with uh, who was over there, Simeon was stuck over there <laughs> and they went back home and they was just chilling until they ran out of food to come back. So these trips took a long time and. Um, Joseph was telling him, listen, don't waste time. I don't know if it was them arguing with each other. I think it was like, yo, more, don't waste time. Make it your point to get there and get back fast. So you don't think them giving him, giving Benjamin more, that wasn't just a warning to not. No. I, Cause he did that before Yeah, with but, the food. No, I get it. But still like just. Nah. Just I'm giving Ben because you gotta understand it. It points out that he gave Benjamin more because I was the son of his mother. Exactly, I, and he understanding his brothers mm. like fam. Don't get caught up. I agree with you. Like, okay, yeah, you gotta hurry back. So you think he was still checking him? I'm and I'm gonna show you why when we keep going to the end of the chapters. I, I sort <laughs> of we read on. I lean more towards <laughs> what what Mike is saying, but I don't think it's specifically because they gave he gave Benjamin more. So what you think money? Was? I think it's because now they're worried that when they come back to Egypt, Joseph's going to take care of business with them for what they did to him. So that whole quarreling is them arguing amongst themselves. Like, dude, should we trust him? Do we trust him? Do we even come back? Do we tell our pops that he's alive? Do we now do we murk Benjamin so he can't say nothing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you know, you I'm, just, yo, I'm just saying, bro. bro. Yo, man, you're a, you're a dirt ball, dog. No, but hold on. Isn't isn't all of that settled? Huh? Isn't all that settled? settled? It's not settled because I, it, later on you see what happens don't, when don't, the pops don't, dies. Don't, you, no. You'll see it, yeah. As you read later on, there's a point that I realized there was a lot still going on, and you got to understand this is still fresh. Yeah, this is he just came out to them. This whole thing, because the first reaction was they was dismayed, they were scared. Yep, and then he's right. like, "All right, come through." I'm, and then it says, um, "It says at uh, 15, it says he kissed all his brothers, he wept on them." After that, his brothers talked with him. So you're seeing this Joseph being the initiative, like, you'll be everything's good, everything's good, everything's mm -hmm. good. And it's not that easy for the um the people that are being forgiven. You know, it's like when you forgive somebody, you know, to mm -hmm. you, you're like, you'll be, I forgive you. But to the person that is being forgiven, sometimes it's hard for them yeah. to really trust that because it's I genuine. did you so dirty. Yeah. So I think True. it's a progression 
and you're gonna see that progression. You know, but I, I, this is still fresh, me. I just I don't think, think it he was didn't just want them right then and there. His beefing brothers, with each other, like, yeah. oh, it was your fault. I told you not to do this. You shouldn't did that. But That's yeah, but what I, I still see. think there was some bickering and there's some things yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think the same thing. I think that um, when he says don't cry, I think they really think that you know, because Benjamin, he's just now finding out that he, yo, my older brother sold my full brother, and these guys are dirt dogs, <laughs> and and it was Ruben, Ruben's fault or Judah's fault. No, it was Simeon because Simeon was the Simeon Levi went and killed all the Shechemites. So he knew, just like you saying, in terms of like, yeah, the the one who's forgiven, it's not no big deal. But the one that's being forgiven, you know, it takes a while because you still hold that guilt, and it takes some time. Because I remember when I first got saved, I mean, that whole week, that whole first week, like all I could think of, like, oh my goodness, I did this. I was like recounting every single sin. You know what I'm saying? I was crying all day for a whole week, like. I did this. I, I, you know, I wow, it was a week. Man, you good, dude. <laughs> I still be going through that. Yeah. <laughs> Word up. It's like, damn, but, I did that bitch. It's so dirt. Yo, and man, I start crying so and that, weeping. Like, I did bro, that eight I, years ago. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> ask for, for more forgiveness. <laughs> right, I don't feel forgiven. Word. <laughs> so, so you guys, you guys, you don't think, I mean, so you guys think that they were wrestling with the forgiveness? That's what I feel. That's what I think. A point when we go further, I'm gonna bring it out, but that's what I feel. Yeah, I mean, I would lean towards uh, that they were uh, bickering amongst themselves. Yeah, that's what they I didn't. Felt. They didn't trust that this was a genuine forgiveness yet. Yeah, they, you know? they still were struggling with it. I think they were still struggling with it. I think they they believe it was true forgiveness because they would have nah. never come back. I, no, I no, I, I believe it was true forgiveness, it. but I still think they had. But guys, they remember still had to wait. But then when you read just, just towards the end, just wait, just wait. I mean, Angelo, read it, bring it out, bring it out. Nah, nah no, no, why? Go, go, we we handling yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, when we get there, we get there. Yeah, we get there. But that's what I'm saying. Just stick, stick okay. So so moving, you though. think that they were still bickering amongst each other about what? That's that's the part Listen, I want to understand. I don't know. Listen, I'll I'll say this. I I honestly don't think it was off of being forgiven. I think it was off of. Um, they get, he's giving Benjamin more. Nah. And I, listen, just listen. I'm nah, saying it as far. I think it was just a warning. You understand what I'm saying? They probably it probably wasn't even something that was big, but it was something Joseph saw. Like your dog, I'm giving Benjamin more. Don't let that. You know what I mean? Get into get into the midst of what y'all have to do. Like you said, y'all got to go back to to the land. Y'all got to go get pops such and such. Don't let this be a, a issue because he did give Benjamin more, and there was something that he probably saw we didn't see. That he just called it out. Don't let this. Don't don't start quarreling amongst ourselves over this. He was giving so Benjamin said, more. He says so the whole time. So he sent his brothers away, and they departed. And he said to them, "See that you do not become troubled along the way." Is that the part you saying that they troubled because he gave Benjamin more? I don't see it. I, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't see it with. Okay. The, uh, I, I agree. I, I believe he gave Benjamin more because that was his natural full brother. Full brother. No, and because he was the only one that wasn't involved in the plot. You know what I'm saying? Like he well, he didn't help sell him, so yeah, that was his favorite brother because it was his full brother. But still, he was I innocent. I wouldn't put the plot part in it because he he already forgave them. He forgave so you're them. You're not good. You're not gonna like. He forgave them, but he still told them what you did was wrong. You know what I mean? He still put them in their place that you you sinned against. And I could go you know that way saying? too, where they probably again being forgiven. Your dog, don't be troubled. Like this is real. No, but why would but you give why would you give well. Benjamin more because oh you wasn't involved with these guys here's more because he loved he no, gave he it to his... him I wait I believe he gave it to him yo you're Rachel's son you're my full brother 
So, and he did that before to check yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that is already dealt with. The forgiveness part is done. We saw the intimacy. We saw them talk. We saw them cry. Yeah. That part is done. We, we're, we're not, not saying that on Joseph's side. We're saying that amongst them. them. I think I think them too. No, no I don't think yeah. so. See, I mean, I don't think, see that. Okay, like with the with the him giving Benjamin more, like I totally agree with you, Marcus, in terms of like yeah. full brother. Yeah, full brother. And if you yeah. think about it, that you know he's the youngest, mm-hmm. right? He's the youngest, and could you imagine that um, he was probably the one that was probably taking care of Benjamin more, yeah. probably hugging him, probably feeding him, yeah. like just like an yeah, older. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. the attachment. Yeah, yeah I, I see that. Him. I don't see and it. And that's probably why he gave him more. He gave him more, not because of like you know, yeah, not because of the plot. That. But the thing is, I think the the quarreling would come forth where Benjamin realizes that yo, you guys sold my full brother. That's what. I'm, that's where I think like. All that's why I said it has something to do from. with Benjamin. Like whether it's because Benjamin had more, that's, but that whole thing with Benjamin, maybe amongst themselves, like you'll be don't let that, don't get caught up in that. Because I, I know how you guys get yeah. down. I know yeah. you guys don't get, don't let that be a problem. That's it. But I, but I believe the whole story that we're reading got to this point where Joseph realized you guys change. So I don't know right. why he would. I, I, I don't know why he would. Um, but they didn't fully change yet, bro. There was still there was something he still saw, and it, like I said, everything is fresh. So it it could just be a warning. That's why I said I don't look I at mean, it as I look at it as just a warning. No, no, this this revelation is fresh. The part with Benjamin, maybe Benjamin getting going through his cycle of emotions. All right, I see that. Maybe Benjamin's yeah. like, oh, I can't believe I never yeah. knew that. I see that, but it's not fresh for the other brothers. They've been dealing with it for yeah. twenty no, years. No, I still no. think they're dealing with it. No, now no, they got forgiven. Out. Now they got forgiven. You but know they what still the quarreling could be. Now they have to admit to the pops that's, that's the what they that's, did. That's the next. That's yeah. the so next. So they're thing. like, "Yo, who's gonna tell them this is yo? It was your <laughs> idea. You the one that you so, know." So, so yeah. in my mind, I'm like, "That's the beef. They're that's, beefing amongst themselves." Because remember, that's why they he was gotta, like, "Listen, don't, don't take too long. You gotta go tell your pops." So now they realize. Remember, Jacob is still the patriarch. He's still yeah. he's still the head of the family. And I think them having to do that was troubling them. That's the part. I, they, yes. Yo, he gave he gave Benjamin twenty times more plates of food, right? That, like they I don't, were I don't used think that to that already. Yeah, that, I don't think blessing that matters. Benjamin. Right, 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 so right. that to yeah, me had nothing yeah. to do with it. You know, You're I right. just think that the brothers are like, yo, we we just got exposed, and now we got to tell our pops. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I see what that. we did. I, 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 that. I think yeah, that plays a big, I think that plays a part in it, but I still think they looking at Joseph like fam. All right, let's yeah, you, fi- let's finish. You, talk, you said what you said, but we don't feel it. I don't. I don't, I don't feel I don't forgiven. See I, don't, right, I, don't, I don't see that. I, let's go. All right, let's I, keep I, it moving. Yeah, let's finish go. Him. Let's go. All right. So <laughs> then they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to Jacob their father, and they told him, saying, "Joseph is still alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt." And Jacob's heart stood still because he did not believe them. <laughs> But when they told him all the words which Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. Then Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Mm-hmm. Mm. You think the Lord kept him alive just so you could see his son? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he was alive for a little bit after that. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, just to see his son be with his son, like that was his heart. His heart was, yo, 
Because yeah. he doesn't only says this once, he says it again in the future. But I'm just thinking. Even with Benjamin, he was like, yo, take him, man. I'm, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, he's just dramatic. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's anything that indicate that he was kept alive just for that. No, I, I just think it's the way he expressed. Like when they when they had to take Benjamin, he was like, "Yo, go ahead. If he died, then I'ma just die. with and die." <laughs> like he was just a dramatic guy in his speech, right? It's it's just it's just showing emotions and how deep his emotion was for his sons. But I I don't know if God was preserving him specifically for that. No, I'm thinking when I say God was preserving him, I'm just saying the will to live. You know, having that will to live, being all like there's people who, you know, like um, I forgot where in the scriptures where he was like, I have to see Christ, the old man who had to see Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think like it gives having the free will, but it's showing just the man's will to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he didn't even know that Joseph was alive, though. Remember, so yeah, he thought he was yeah, dead. So he's not like living yeah. to see that day. I, I think. And like you were saying, he lived another 17 years or something after he met him. Mm -hmm. So I just think that's just God's grace and mercy yeah. that he allowed him to stay alive. Remember, they were living a long time anyway. Mm -hmm. And later on, we get to the point where he says, you know, yeah, I'm old, but I, I don't I didn't live as much as my forefathers. So mm -hmm. they were just living, you know, as long as the Lord allowed them to. But so so Jacob didn't believe him Yeah, when they told him they bro they broke it down. They came through. It was like, yo, Joseph is alive. <laughs> And then Jacob goes, you a lie. <laughs> you's a lie. <laughs> you's a lie. Oh, man. So he didn't believe him. And then they actually went and broke down the whole story. And it was like, look, look at all this stuff. How do you think we got this stuff? Mm -hmm. Pharaoh's on board. Pharaoh's welcoming us. He's being hospitable to us. And listen, man, this is the truth. And I believe uh, Benjamin was able to be that witness. Because I, I wasn't running with you guys when y'all was doing y'all madness. So he was probably like, if Benjamin is saying this, then right. right? he finally, you know. And when we see that him hearing that news kind of restored him, gave him new life. Mm -hmm. Now you're energized with this news that you heard. Yeah, and it's it's cool that in um, in chapter 42, verse 36, where he turn, he turns from the dude that just said, uh, and Jacob, their father, said to them, you have bereaved me. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And you want to take Benjamin. All these things are against me. He went from that guy to now getting this news and, and basically saying it is enough. You know, that God is, is that good that he, he now his son is back in the picture mm -hmm. who he thought he was dead. So he just went complete opposite from mm -hmm. just that that bereavement to like this joy of I'm going to literally see my son who I thought was dead for so long. And that's just mm -hmm. God's goodness and mercy in our lives where we go from rock bottom, you know, to, right. to like the mountaintops, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. And also another interesting thing is that, like you said, how um, uh, uh, Jacob did not believe him. It's, you always notice that initially these guys never believe, you know, until like the same thing when Moses came to the guys and said, yo, I'm going to save you. They said, man, yo, get out of here. We saw you kill that dude. <laughs> we saw you try to bury you think you was gonna and then he had to leave and then when he came back a second time, then it's like all right. You know, and you constantly see this, you know, the same thing when Jesus came. It was like, You're not the Messiah. And then Zachariah is like, Oh, they're gonna look up and they say, Whom they have pierced. You always see that initially they never recognized 
you know, because you're always going on flesh, emotions, and things like that. Until you sit back and you reflect and spiritually, and then God reveals it to you that, listen, this is real. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with this. I mean, I've heard the gospel multiple times, you know, and I was like, man, get out of here, man. Jesus, that's not true. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Hebrew Israelite. Get out of here. You know, I, I'll, I'll believe all this fleshly stuff until, you know, God revealed it to me. And then I opened up. You know what I'm saying? And I obeyed the gospel. And and even here, you see that they they told them the news, and then they showed them the evidence. Mm. All right? Jesus Christ, he came in. He told them the good news of the kingdom, yeah. and he showed them the evidence. He was like, oh, listen, the kingdom, there's no blind people. Bloop. <laughs> right. In the kingdom, there's no dead people. Bloop. Mm. Be like, yo, this is the evidence to show you the stuff right. that I'm saying. I'm not just you know, flapping my gums. All right. Right, and we see that over here also the same That's thing right. with with Moses. He came. He's like, "I, right. <laughs> yo, frogs, right. where you getting frogs? I told you frogs. Mm-hmm. I'm showing you evidence to back up the right. statement that I'm telling you. You want more? Right. I right, here's some more. Right. Yeah. Until you got all the plagues, but the Lord is like, listen, I'm 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 gonna deal with you logically. Yeah. It's not this this weird." I'm going to just say it and like, no, I'm proving the stuff that I'm saying is true. Right. And Jesus Christ is like, when you read the gospels, like everything he said, everything he did was to back up everything that he's saying so that you would have beyond a reasonable doubt that Jesus Christ is God. So why do you think people still didn't believe? Because they're dark. Their hearts is dark. Mm-hmm. The, the darkness didn't comprehend the light. Pride, baby. And then you have to what? Humble yourself. Yep. You have mm-hmm. to get rid of the pride. You have to die. Right. I said you got to die. Mm-hmm. And that's it. If you don't want to die, then you're going to... Because what does it mean? You know, I have to give up my life. I have to give up my sin. I have to give up... You have to do all of that in order to believe and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You don't want that. Word. You want to chill in the darkness. Right. That's all it is. It's, it's not that complex yeah, yeah. When we get into romans you'll see it yeah that's what um uh let, that is why i love presuppositional apologetics in terms of like that's a big you, word man <laughs> you know where you presuppose like when we do get into romans um the whole thing is that and you you always see the trend as you read through acts and you know throughout the gospels and things he always says repent and believe right like that repentance must come first and it's mm. through that repentance because that repentance requires you to be humble, to humble yourself, to drop that pride, and to know that you are not God. Because that's the biggest problem. The men's hearts are so dark because everyone think that they are God. They may don't they may not say it, but the way they behave, mm-hmm. they behave as if they are God. They are in control of their destiny. They're the one that created themselves. They're the one that's gonna determine if they live. They already think they're gonna live forever because death is always that's, out of that's why you got the meta. <laughs> right. Meta, 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 meta. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why you got to repent. You got to humble yourself, drop that pride. And once you, you know, drop that pride that you think, and then God will reveal himself to you. And you're like, oh. Yeah, I mean, you see it with little things like um, people freezing their ovaries, mm, you know, trying right. to extend time. You know, you you see those, those are those little subtle things Satan is already putting in there to just, right. no, you got time. You ain't got to do it. In the allocated time that I have set things set up, nah, right. you got time, you got time, you got time, you got more time, right. until 
even when you okay, know you this whole legacy talk oh my legacy my legacy right. generational wealth and right carrying on and like but gonna live forever. so so in this right as we reading it plays into to that as we reading this we're seeing that the purpose of god is going to come to pass regardless of the deeds of man right whether moral or immoral it doesn't matter right god in his eternal counsel and his uh foreknowledge like it's going to come to pass joseph got the word right through the dream that came to pass exactly how he saw it right and we got the word through the word of god and it's going to come to pass right jesus christ is going to come back mm. this world system is is going to change it's going to stop mm-hmm. right the only world system world economy that's going to last forever is the one where jesus christ is ruling Amen. and that's going to happen you could bet the house on it whether you believe it or not it doesn't matter it don't matter <laughs> B. right don't that's why matter. that's why even in this right the deeds of <laughs> man matter. the deeds of the brothers the deeds of everybody whether it was good whether it was bad whether you you was the the, the cupbearer that forgot mm-hmm. dog, it don't matter. don't matter god is above all of it mm-hmm. he knows the past from the future and the future from the past and what he says that's the only thing that matters and that's the only thing that's going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And his word says that, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back. <laughs> and I'm, I'm coming to set up my kingdom and I'm going to show you how it really is supposed to be done. I'm going to be the king. I'm going to rule. Mm-hmm. Y'all not going to vote me into office. Word up, no elections. None of, none of that, right? So, you know, all, all the other stuff is going to burn away, is going to disappear. You could start your legacy now mm. by storing up your treasures in heaven, Amen. right? By being born again and living this life that's not going to end. Mm-hmm. If right. you if you're not born again, you're already dead. So how you're like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? And all of this is from the Word of God. This is what God says, right? And we see a small picture in the life of Joseph, how it ended. And God is glorified, right? Joseph is always, yo, it's God. God, everything yeah, Joseph's saying is, yo, God, it's God. Yeah. It's God. The brothers had to get to the point where God, Judah had to get to the point, God. And we're going to see Jacob get to the point where he's like, God. Mm-hmm. You know what's, you no, go ahead. You know what's dope here that I see, man? Just I love the scripture where the Lord says he endured the cross for the hope that was set before him, right? Which mm-hmm. was us. And then I see here, can you imagine that 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 ride for Jacob all the way to Egypt, that knowing that he's going to see the son that he loved and, you know, the joy that is in his heart. And for us, are we living a life of Christianity where every day we that joy just increases because we know that one day soon we're going to see Jesus, mm. you know, our hearts full every day. Knowing that it doesn't matter the trials and the tribulations that we went through, but every day that we wake up, it's a day closer to seeing that beautiful face of Jesus Christ. And I want to live like that where my joy is just exuding through me and people see that. You know? Sometimes I feel wrong because I think like that, man. <laughs> yo, B, mm-hmm. this week I was just like, yo, just talking to myself, I was like, yo, B, you could come right now. 
<laughs> like you'll be, I ha- yo, yo and you mind know. you, I got plans to do stuff. But this week, the whole week, I was like, yo, dude, you could come right now. Like, just take it. Yo. Be, being a Christian is being flexible. <laughs> I was like, yo, whatever's going on right now is not that important. You can come. I said, I literally said it like four or five times this week. I was like, you could come right now and interrupt my whole life. Yeah. You could interrupt every plan I have. I it's pray that every me. morning. And that's why I said sometimes <laughs> I feel like. I can't share that. Too you feel like many. you're being selfish, right? Yeah, I'm like, yo, let me keep that. Because you in. save. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, yo, if the I, Lord came know? seven years ago, I might be right. at the end of the tribulation right now. You know what I'm saying? But I, you would have still been saved. You a martyr. You would have got your head. But, I, but I'm just saying. Yeah, look at him now. No, <laughs> I'm just no. All I'm trip. no, 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 no. We ain't going through the trip. <laughs> but what I'm saying is. The longer he waits, that long suffering, that just means more people come to, to know him. And that's the so only, that's, that's why that's I look point, at it sometimes, like you were saying, it's selfish. Saying. And I say, Lord, you keep it to yourself. I got family members, not, I no, got friends that don't no, know you. It's not, you know why I see, it's not self. No. It's got, both. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not selfish cause, to want no, no, cause our, that What's our have. desire? You know, our our yeah, desire should always be to be with God. So I don't think that that's selfish. It's not selfish. It's not selfish. But listen, that's... The only reason you say it's selfish because, again, the will of God is that no man should perish. Right. So that's yeah. when I get that check yeah. and balance. Because for right. me, I'm like, yo, you could come right now. But then I'm like, that's not the will of God. You know, and the Holy Spirit checks me. He's like, the will of God is so that every man should come to exactly. repentance. Yeah. So that's when I'll be like, yeah, all right, you know, however long I got to be here. But the initial is like, yo. But you know why I loved it so much that it was happening to me? Because I realized, dog, I'm not attached to nothing here. Amen. That's what conf- that's what you know, that's what the Holy Spirit confirmed in my so I was like, yo, really I ain't got n- yo, I ain't got nothing I'm not attached to nothing here, B. Yeah. Like it could all go right now and I'm ready. Like whatever your plan is, whatever your will, mm-hmm. let his will be done. Yeah. But that's what brought joy to my heart that I was, you know, this week I was like, Yo, I'm here. Amen. You know? So our prayer, Father, we we just thank you for this time and your will be done in our lives. Um, in our communities and our households, Lord. And as we read through the life of Joseph, we see that, Lord, regardless what you say, what you say will come to pass, right? Your, your promises, um, all those things that we, um, our hope is grounded on, our lives is grounded on is true. And you are yes and amen. So Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this podcast. And let your will be done in this podcast. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.